Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone and thank you for listening. Just like last week, in this episode, it's just me sharing my experience of of my first week of homeschooling whilst trying to work at the same time. I obviously knew it anyway, but it's made me realise that we use childcare for a reason and that not much work can be done with a three-year-old and a one-year-old around. As time goes on and our children go to school and it becomes schooling for them and not childcare, I think it's easy for us to forget how much we rely on it. So I wanted to take this opportunity to thank all school staff everywhere for doing what you do in normal circumstances and then even more thank yous for what you are being asked to do right now. Going to school and look after the children of key workers who can keep the country moving and the NHS saving our lives and let's not forget how many teachers are embracing a new way of teaching and delivering lessons with technology that they had never used three weeks ago. So thank you. Just before we get to the main content, I want to tell you three things that we are doing to support you. Classroom Secrets Kids. It's a free website where the children log in and can use any device to complete interactive activities pitched at their year group. There are video tutorials on there too. It's kids.classroomsecrets.co.uk. Home Learning Packs. These have been created for each year group, so you just choose the right one for your children. They include revision worksheets and activities, answers in a separate booklet, and a set of practical ideas. And a Facebook group. We've set up the Coronavirus Home Learning Support for Teachers and Parents Facebook group, and I'd encourage you to join. People are already sharing good ideas in there, and me and the team have been going live in there each day to share practical ways to learn that are just more fun for everyone. In the event of UK school closures, we're going live a lot more, and as I set up activities for my three-year-old, I'll talk you through them. Anyway, Let's get to how homeschooling this week has gone. So this episode is a little bit different again. It's uh, just with moi, so hopefully you won't get too bored. Um, But I thought it was important to talk about what I've learned in the first week of homeschooling during the coronavirus. Now, I've actually only taught two days, but I feel like I have learnt so much, as I'm sure that many, many teachers and parents around the world feel that they have as well. So I think it was harder than most of us thought. I know that Monday was a particularly difficult day for most people, um, especially in the UK, as we had um, our schools closed for the first time officially across the country. So on the Monday, uh, so just to tell you if you don't know, I've got a daughter, Hattie, who's three in nursery. Um, and she goes to school nursery. I've got another daughter who, May, she is 21 months and she is very naughty. Um, and then I actually had their cousin over as well, James, who is five and in year one. So that was interesting because I felt like I was teaching a nursery year one mixed stage class with like, with a baby in the mix, which, well, that's what I was teaching. And it was, it was difficult. And when I look back, really, I should have listened to my own, my own advice. So my experiences with that then. So day one, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, where do I even start? So, I don't know. I think by 10 a.m., there had been juice spilt everywhere. Um, there had been sand brought in the house. Um, the one year old was nearly kicked in the head because th- that was uh, from James on the swing. There was so much noise. We we did the Joe Wicks YouTube workout. I was like, yeah, we're setting up for this. It's going to be really good. But to be honest, after 10 minutes, they were bored. But that's just because of their age. You know, I enjoyed it. I liked doing it. Um, but it was it probably wasn't age appropriate for them. May just destroyed everything. She wrote in felt tape on Hattie's school book, um, where she practices her writing. It was oh yeah, activities were over in five minutes. Like I, I spent a long time kind of planning this activity. I bought sand. We picked out stones. I wrote um, I wrote activities. Uh, I wrote words and letters on the stone. So. For Hattie, she had sounds like like the sap pin sounds, and James had um, words from the the most common hundred words. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm doing this," but the activity was over in five minutes, and I was like, "Oh, now what?" I kind of expected it to last all morning. I thought because it was outdoor, they'd be really engaged, and really they just wanted to play with each other. Then at another point, we FaceTimed my granddad because um, you know I want to keep keep that contact and obviously he's got to self-isolate now so that was a nightmare because I was on my own and I was trying to stop May from getting kicked in the head <laughs> it's just um she's into everything like I did her own um box with sanding and I put some balls in but she didn't want them what she wanted was all the stones that had words on and letters just a nightmare and then she has tantrums on the floor oh so it was not what I expected and I imagine that there were so many parents around the country and maybe teachers who just had these expectations that were not a reality and you know I used to be a teacher Um, obviously I'm still heavily involved in education but it wasn't what I thought it would be. So let's go to day two then, I learned from day one. So it was never the plan that James was going to come on day two anyway. So my sister actually works with us at Classroom Secrets. So what we were trying to do is just give ourselves um, a pocket of time each week where we had time to actually work without children because, you know, it can be quite difficult to run a company and do important jobs. Um, anyway, so <laughs> that's all gone to pot anyway because of the lockdown. Um, it wasn't going to be coming on the Tuesday. So now... I've just got two to worry about, which does make it a bit easier. It just makes it harder on the work situation because obviously um, things get affected for for work as well now. So day two, I had much lower expectations and that was better. (laughs) It was better. I think in some senses it is easier maybe with a nursery child because you don't have to be as serious about, about the work that they're doing. Um, but I do think it will um, help James as well to be kind of one-on-one but it does it does make my heart go out to people who have you know yeah one child and a nursery child that is not easy trying to support them both especially when they want your undivided attention and then you've got a baby in the mix as well so day two Tuesday then was the first day of the lockdown and in the morning 
Hattie just didn't want to do much of what I had planned. And to be fair, you know, we're not talking about worksheets or anything like that. I've planned really nice activities. So I'm thinking of activities every day and I'm going live in um, our coronavirus Facebook group. And um, one of my colleagues, Helen, is doing the same. So technically, she's got two nice activities a day that I'm doing for her. And then I'm I'm keeping those activities and letting her do those again if she wants to. Um, so I suppose I'm like trying to, as time goes on, I'm trying to create my continuous provision around the house. Um, but yeah, she she didn't really want to do any of those things. She wanted to play with Play-Doh and things. And I, I kind of just went with it. Um, so I definitely got more work done, which was good because it's hard to, it's hard to teach them and then do work at the same time. It's not something that any of us have really experienced before. So anyway, I just relaxed. I relaxed and I accepted the activities, um, that she wanted to do. And I also accepted that the activities might be short. You know, I might plan these activities and it might only be five minutes, but then another day she might do them for five minutes as well. And I think that's important. I think we all need to remember that if, if, you know, we spend five minutes and they write five sentences and then they have a run around the garden for 10 minutes and then they come back, that's okay because this is different to anything we've ever done. And, you know, I used to be a tutor and I tutored for 45 minutes and that felt like a long time sometimes. And if they feel like they're being tutored nine till three every day, that's not what they get at school. That's really intense for them. And I can understand why why it's not the easiest thing for both parties involved. Um, So I relaxed on the YouTube as well. So I kind of thought, oh, well, I'm not really going to use the videos. I'm only going to use Joe Wicks. But no, we used we used different ones. So we used the Frozen Cosmic Yoga. And then I put the Doe Disco on, but she, she wasn't really bothered about that. But the um the frozen cosmic yoga was really good. I'd recommend that if you've got early years children. She did it all the way through to the end and it was 30 minutes. But anyway, yeah, if she'd like the Doe Disco, I'd let her do that as well because somebody out there is offering to teach my child, pitch it at the right level, so that I can do some work and she's getting something out of that and she's being able to be active as well. So why why would we not? Um I've seen one an article um published online that kind of says oh you know um children should be doing the work set them by their teacher and they shouldn't be um going on youtube and watching these celebrities and i kind of think no that's wrong that's wrong because i think in a lot of circumstances teachers are um sharing those kind of videos anyway so i know that hattie's teacher did mention about the joe wicks but also uh, do disco and um there was another one. Oh, Geraldine Giraffe as well. So we have to, we have to do that every day if we can. Um, and they're only short videos, but we've got to use the resources where we can. Um, so I think that's really important. You know, and what a world we live in right now. If you think the last time this happened, um, well, I don't know if people did stay in the houses because we don't know what they understood about it before it was too late. But... They didn't have possibilities of video. They didn't. Ha- they weren't able to continue schooling in the way that we can. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, Hattie's teacher, she sends videos of story time. Nobody ever expected her to do that, but she does. And I think that's amazing. And so many teachers around the country are doing that for the children and 
just embracing this and doing things differently. And and this is really going to change the way that we educate. I'm, I'm convinced of that. So yeah, the possibilities are just, are just brilliant. And you know, we just need to be aware that this is really different for the children as well. And obviously older children will have a better understanding of it. But I saw yesterday, one of my Facebook friends went live talking about the 13 year old son and just explaining how, um, he was really sad that he wasn't going to get his uh, birthday wish, which was to go to the cinema with, with a couple of friends. And he was really, really upset about it. And she said, she's the type of parent that would normally be like, come on, get on with it. She said, but I, I couldn't do that. She says, I cried as well. She said, because what circumstances we're in. And at 13, that's what you care about. You care about being able to see your friends and you care about your birthday. And it's very different for them. They've been going into school and all of a sudden they're seeing videos of their teacher um, reading them a story and they're seeing pictures of their friends instead of actually seeing their friends. Um, and we need to help them adjust as well, don't we? And sometimes that mean might mean that they're not doing school nine till three and we just need to relax on that, absolutely. So anyway, I just wanted to go back to this um, celebrity thing that's going on. Um, so lots of celebrities are teaching lessons at different times. Um, and I've seen a bit of slating, to be honest. Um, you know, why are the celebrities using this and why are they they're chipping in? But, you know, these are people who have expertise in certain areas. Um, and I think it's absolutely wonderful. If you think about it, we often say as teachers that children who get to sort of travel the world and, um, you know, visit historic sites, they've, they've had experiences and they make better writers. Well, this is what other people are providing for our children now. So the curriculum will get taught. The curriculum will get taught when they go back to school. But they're offering different things. Somebody was teaching a history lesson every day. Think about all the different... Um, all, all the different things they're going to be able to explore and the knowledge that they're going to have, which is just enriching their lives right now. That is absolutely amazing. And when they get back to school, that's when they'll catch up on the curriculum. But during this time, they're getting to do something different and they will remember that. They'll remember that difference. They're going to learn new skills. And I just think that's amazing. And I've seen a lot of art as well. So a lot of the timetables out there say, um, to do something creative every day. And you wouldn't see that in school. You know, we don't have time in the curriculum to do art activities every day. But when I were in primary school, I think we did do more creative things. And this is just going to, it's going to cause this generation to be more creative. We're going to get a generation of artists and creative people. And that's a brilliant thing because they've got time to do this, you know, we can get them to create and rehearse and perform plays um, as well, or paint, or craft things, or junk model. There's so many opportunities because they have time. It's just such an amazing time to make memories. And I think when I look back on my childhood, it's never the big things that I remember, it's the small things. And I actually think so many children will, you know, fondly reflect on this time when they homeschooled and they had more time with the parents or carers. And yeah, I think we were stressed about it, but they, 
they don't see the world the way we do and they'll cherish the time that they that they've had with us. So anyway, that's that's my experiences of the first couple of days of homeschooling and how I've survived as it were and I feel like I've got a plan going forward and more relaxed around around it. I do a bit of a timetable. I write choosing a lot, which means uh different activities that I've kind of put in a basket for her to do. But I'm also looking for your experiences as well. So I'm looking to remotely interview some guest for my podcast. Um, so the last this episode and the last episode have just been me. But I do want to get back to interviewing guests. Obviously, I'm going to do that remotely um, because I don't want to be coming into contact with people. We are in lockdown. So these are the kind of people that I'm looking to interview. So if you're interested, then I really need you to get in touch. So I'd like to interview on the podcast because I think it's it's important to hear other people's experiences and they might be able to share something which is a nice idea or sometimes it's just nice to listen to somebody who's in the same situation as you. So I'm looking for a parent who is homeschooling but also working. Um, so I'd love to know what you are experiencing and how that's going for you. Um, a teacher who is still going into school but then leaving their children at home. Um, so I'd love to interview somebody in that situation, get your thoughts and feelings about it. How's it working out for you? A head teacher as well, that'd be really good. So hopefully this week, I'm actually going to be interviewing two deputy heads, which um, I'll be able to be on the podcast next week. So that will be really good. Um, and also a teacher who's working from home and has young children, sort of under six. So basically the situation I described to you at the beginning, but is still having to carry out a teaching role from home. So I just think that'd be really helpful um, for everybody to listen to those experiences. So if you're one of those people and you like talking and you think you've got some nice experiences to share on the podcast, helps if you're funny as well, then get in touch with me. Um, I'm not going to give you my email address right now, but... Um, you can just go on the Classroom Secrets website and, and email us or you can contact us through any of our social channels as well and that will get through to me if um, if you just mention that you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and we will explore it from there. So just before I started doing this um, podcast episode, because just, just to remind you, I get up at five now to get work done for two hours. No, I get up at four. I don't, I don't even know what time I get up. I get up at four. To start work at five, to do work for two hours, five till seven, so that we actually get at least 10 hours of work done without children. Um, and then in the evenings at half seven, we do uh, like a video to the company, like as an update about what's going on because everyone's working from home and it's a scary time. Um, so anyway, we sat there at half past five this morning, just working out what is it that we've actually learned? This is my husband, Ed, as well. And um, we came up with a list together. So this is these are my kind of thoughts. Um, so what we've learned and what, what we can do going forward. So I think these are helpful for everyone. So I think we need to expect good days and bad days as with anything. So even if you're in the classroom or you're at work, sometimes you have good days and sometimes you have bad days. And just because you had a bad day doesn't mean to say that it's all going to be bad and maybe there is just some tweaks and reflections that you can make. I think we need to stop worrying so much about structure. So yesterday, 
Hattie didn't do much of the kind of work that I'd kind of set for her in the morning because she was um, playing, but she she was really good. And it's not like she was not playing with something valuable, you know, she was doing Play-Doh. But then I actually ended up doing a lesson with her where she did a treasure hunt around the garden at 4pm. And if a lesson happens at 4pm and they've played all day, then they've still learned and that's okay. Um, and I think we need to remember that. So it doesn't have to be as structured, structured as you think it needs to be. Because at the end of the day, nine till three, if you're working, that's when you're working as well. We need to remember that it's going to take weeks to adjust. It's going to take you weeks. It's going to take them weeks. It's definitely going to take me weeks. You know, I'm two days in now and this is going to be the third day and I've got some some better ideas. But I know that I need to get to a place where I can get more work done. But I'm just adjusting. It's difficult to be thinking about the business all the time and having the children around and keeping on top of the housework. Oh, my word. Um, because they just keep making so much mess, which makes everything more difficult. So yeah, it's going to take us time to adjust. I've learned to make the most of the weather. So the weather's been quite nice this week. We have a garden. So if you have a garden, make the most of it. And I was just thinking, you know, we've been saying for years, haven't we? Oh, the summer's moved. The summer's earlier. And then when it comes to the summer holidays, it's miserable. Well, now's our chance. This is the this is the summer that they will remember using the outdoor space. So use the garden. Absolutely. Okay. And the last thing is that if you have a younger child, then they're probably going to react to it. So we feel that May has reacted to this. So I don't think she's keen on the attention that, that Hattie gets for certain um, you know activities that we do. She always wants to be involved and wrecking it. Um, so we do try and set something similar up for her, but she generally likes, you know, Hattie's better because that's what little sisters do. But it is a good opportunity for them as well, but it is difficult. So I do try and plan things around that as well. So nap time is try when we try and do meetings in the afternoon. Um, but then I am aware that that's also a good opportunity to kind of set Hattie off on an activity. So you kind of, it's just a big balance. Um, but yeah, younger children are going to react and uh, they are going to make things more difficult. So just in closing then, there are so many people out there helping each other in this crisis, which is amazing. And it, I, I love that. It warms my heart. Um, there are celebrities, there's resource sites, there's other people on YouTube, uh, people are making timetables, you know, people are doing lives, like I'm doing lives each day, each school day, um, in our Facebook group, and um, three of my colleagues are doing that as well. And that's all great, but it can feel a little bit overwhelming. Don't feel like you need to do them all at once. You know, try the ones you like, and then don't worry about fitting them all into your day. You can use them for for variety. So even though I like the Joe Wicks one, I know that... Um, Hattie wasn't keen because she was a bit young because she's only three. So I didn't do that one again. I tried a different one. I've heard of a few different ones around people are doing live, but you can't do them all at once. So try them out and then go with the ones that you like or use them for variety and try not to get overwhelmed. Don't worry about fitting everything into your day. And I think that's what my Monday was, whereas yesterday, in fact, what I've done, which you might find helpful, is I've kind of made this grid, um, so I just made it on Word, I printed it out and um, then I've written ideas in. So every time I get an idea about something that could be an activity, I just write it in 
And then I can look at that grid and think, all oh, right, yeah, that's what I'm going to put out today. Or that's what I'm going to encourage you to do today. So if you see um, a YouTube video or a live YouTube video, you can just put, put that in um, so that when you're at a loose end and you're not sure, then you could just whip that out. So I have things in there um, like practical activities that I've thought of. But then I also have, um, like, so she's got like a, a dry white book where she can practice letters and things like that, which she already had. So I've put that in her basket. So that's one of the things. Uh, Play-Doh is one of the things. Baking is. Um, so if we decide to do some baking, just so that I don't forget these ideas and I don't feel like I'm starting from scratch every day. I've just got this grid of different activity ideas that we can do. Some of them are just really simple. Hopefully that's helpful. I don't know how your week has been so far, but I'm I'm interested to find out. So please do join my podcast uh, community and um, that's on Facebook and let me know how you're coping with homeschooling and also possibly having a job and being locked down in the house. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this different format was acceptable to you. Right now, we're all experiencing similar things at the same time. And it's good to talk about those things and how we're feeling. So if you feel that you've got a relevant story to share with all of my listeners, then please get in touch. I think this is a useful topic for parents too. So please share the episode with them through Google Classroom, email or whatever you're using. Over the next few weeks, I'm hoping to interview deputy heads, head teachers, parents and teachers to find out how they are coping with this current situation. I'll also be interviewing some members of the team about the terminology that we use in schools that parents struggle with and how to get the best out of Classroom Secrets Kids, our new sister website for children. As the schools have now closed, it's a great time to get listening to podcasts. So don't forget to listen to the previous episodes. You'll find everything that I talked about, including links to all the resources in the show notes. If it's the first time that you're listening to the Teacher's Podcast, then remember to subscribe and explore the other episodes as I've had some truly inspirational and knowledgeable guests. If you want to request that someone is on the podcast, then you can let us know in our Facebook group called The Teacher's Podcast Community. I'd also really appreciate if you could leave us a review on whichever platform you're on. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teacher's Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.